Hi, it's Nat. And Matt. And you're listening to Everything. And fucking anything. Available wherever you get your podcast. Episode two, <laughs> Everything and Anything. Oh, oh hi, hi Luna. You're on the show. <laughs> she wanted to be sure that she was on. Exactly. She wanted to make sure. That's what I meant to say. I'm Matt Goody. And I'm Nat. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. We had a bit of a rough start. Techno- techno- what's the word? Technologically Tech- mm-hmm. speaking. We had a bit of a... We're doing a different setup today. We are. We're in a completely different space. Yeah. And we're also diffusing something that smells really nice. Yeah. Yeah, but it is a different space. Yeah. So we we, we kind of... We took a stab at the episode already and it kind of just fell apart. Mm-hmm. Not because of us. And we were having a great conversation. I know. And I, I, I'm not going to blame our producer. Not at all. But, but I, I mean, should we get a new one? Written warning. First one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. But yeah, no, we're having a great conversation. So I think we should just dive right into it because like I'm feeling it. So you my inner me. outer body experience. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, okay. Well, let's cue it up before. Like, oh, right. Be like, what the okay. Hell is she I know. About? Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean so to scare you guys. Today's but... today's episode, we're, we're, well, you queued it up really nicely last time you were saying. Yes. Yeah, so Matt and I, we were at a cafe a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about like what kind of topics we want to bring onto the show. And something inside of me said, afterlife. And I don't know why. That's just, I was not thinking of that originally. And he's, his eyes got so big. He's like, oh my God, yes. I'm like, okay, so clearly this guy has a lot to say. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to go with it. I have no idea where it's going to go, but it, I, we both have our own, I would say similar beliefs. And I'm sure that we'll learn something from each other because yeah. we always do that. We have, but here's the thing about Matt and I. And we've spoken about this in the car. Him and I have such similar views on so many things. However, the way we talk about it yeah. doesn't make sense to either one of us. Have, and at the end of it, we're like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, we have, <laughs> It's always like that. We just have different vocabularies, I think. Yes, and yes. <laughs> not, not, we're, neither of us are fully uh, comfortable in each other's vocabulary. Yeah, so but we, that's what makes it special, yeah, I think. I guess so. Right? It keeps things of, interesting. I know. <laughs> like, so, wait a minute. We so many. We talk about the same thing the whole time. But that's our dynamic. And you're definitely, the, honestly, the only friend that I have these types of bickerings with. No other friend of mine. It's good to lock the horn sometimes, you know? Yeah. You know? Sometimes. That's how it goes. I mean, what was your thing? You said to me, your goal is to make me have thicker skin. Thicker skin? And my goal is and to... say a lot more F words. Yeah, but like, whatever. And then mine is to soften your heart a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's been happening. It's working. Yeah. But I don't know about you getting thicker skin. Like, I don't no, know. No, I have been more, so? way, way more assertive. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't mean, I don't mean assertive. I mean, like, kind of like road rage type of, like, bring out the inner. Did you not or... see how I played beer pong at Eva's house? Why were you, like, in, like, a destructosaurus? You were with kind of me. Zone? Was I? I was in yeah, you're like, oh my God, the you words. actually are competitive. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was after you gave me a whole speech about it, like I don't like being competitive. I don't want to like hurt anybody and it makes me uncomfortable and then she comes out in beer pong and she's like, "Get fucked, you stupid." Fuck. I did not say that to be clear, but <laughs> I was pretty excited for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. She was sick of them too, eh? I like she, she Yeah, you guys like, all went outside. You missed the whole show. The yeah. I was. I I think I got two in it like within Yeah, well, you I think I did really well. Where you had two turns and then back to back, you were like sinking them. Yeah, and no one saw. It happens sometimes. They see when I'm good at beer pong, no one's ever there to see it, and mm-hmm. when I'm bad, everybody's there to see it. So what do people think? They think I'm bad at beer pong. What's the truth? I'm probably <laughs> bad at beer pong. But <laughs> yeah, you know, 
It's okay. She was pretty good. She mm-hmm. has a competitive side in her, eh? Mm-hmm. You know what? It's true. Mm-hmm. But back to the uh, topic at hand, because yes. we were really excited about it and we started getting going. So I'm going to cue yes. up that story that you were telling us because I'm very interested. Yeah. You have my undivided attention. Okay. So today's topic is about afterlife and obviously, you know, what comes next. And we're only going to speculate because we've heard mm-hmm. stories every, and of, perspective. Oh, that's all you have. And, and like mm-hmm. the o- end of the day, the only people who can kind of confirm what comes next are people who've had near death experiences. Mm-hmm. But the story that you were telling me, and I was going to say this to you too, mm-hmm. while I was listening, but I think that's more of a lucid dream rather than a, you think, I, what do you think? I've had vivid dreams before. I've had regular dreams before. I've meditated before. I've had moments where I got myself into a complete bliss state where things, I felt like I was in a complete different dimension Whoa. in the present moment. And this was a whole new level where I was out, gone, gone entirely. Wow. Yeah. You know, you know that, Alex, you know what that reminds me? Like DMT and that kind of thing. Like the natural you produce DMT, like your brain naturally produces this chemical DMT, mm-hmm. and that's what makes your dreams so vivid and stuff. But it's a hallucinogenic, it's like a psychedelic, um, I guess you can call it drug. It's like a psychedelic, whatever, naturally mm-hmm. occurring psychedelic byproduct, mm-hmm. and it's like in plants and stuff. And people eat it, and it's sort of like a short-term trip. Yeah. And then they kind of come back down, but they're like a lot of people when they do, they have DMT trips. They talk about like interacting with like others that are not even part yeah, of this planet anymore like, yeah like in different dimensions beings yeah. right spirits and, and such one of and the energies. one of the examples is and this has been studied and like we've heard all kinds of people talk about it. it's been on joe rogan's podcast even mm-hmm. the um, moses in the bible and the burning bush and he talked to the burning bush and it was god talking to him giving him instructions to lead the jewish people out of egypt and stuff yeah people say that the specific bush it was a dmt thing but dmt is naturally produced by your brain and that's how we have dreams and stuff mm-hmm. so you might have been tripping on your own natural dmt i don't know because <laughs> when you see yourself when you see <laughs> i wish there was a video right now to show what you guys just did <laughs> but but it's i think it's different when you literally see yourself just like how i'm seeing you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pardon yeah that's what i think it sounds more like lucid you don't think you because what we're talking about we were talking about near death experiences yeah and then I was asked oh what were you doing oh I was just sleeping and you had this beer. this experience sounds super cool and I do want to hear about it but mm-hmm. I don't know that I would classify it as a near death experience for mm-hmm. sure definitely not a near not a near yeah. death experience yeah not a near like death out experience of body, maybe even out supernatural of, yeah. for sure credit it for that but, yeah. I mean, when I was saying before, too, about the afterlife and, like, these people who had near-death experiences and they were explaining this, they all had, like, a commonality to it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, the final mm-hmm. destination. Like, that's the, like, one-way trip out of this world that we're talking yeah. about. Where you went, you went somewhere else in the universe, but it wasn't that But, portal. in a way, let me finish the story. Okay, yeah, let's hear the story. Okay. Let's hear the story. So, I see myself physically, like, sorry, I see myself, I'm sleeping, but I'm above me. I'm above me. And I see every single detail. I see just like how I'm seeing you. Yeah. And that feeling I've never experienced before. And out of nowhere, I feel my grandpa. And this is somebody that I, I haven't spoken touch to. Touch you? Yes. Oh, okay. And I haven't seen him for such a long time because he passed away when I was in grade eight, just like two days before my birthday. Right. And even his death didn't affect me because we weren't close. Right. 
at all. Like he lived in Poland, but not even that. Like my sister lives in Poland where I would say we're close. But with him, like no connection really at all. Like, you know, his death didn't affect me at all. Right. Um, So I was stunned to see him because I completely forgot about all the features that he had. I forgot the feet, like the way that he walks, how his pinky nail was like the super longest thing ever that pissed me off that why did he not cut it? And I'm like, when I saw him again, I saw that. I'm like, oh my God. But I felt his shoulder and I'll explain to you afterwards when I wake up that I felt still the pressure on my shoulder. Okay, I've had like similar experiences. And so I I don't remember exactly how we started talking, but I left my room Mm. and I went walking through. I remembered it was the most quietest, most peaceful place I've ever been to and it was completely white and quiet. Were you freaked out at all? No. Oh. No. Not at all. Keep talking. <laughs> I was also going dealing with a lot of things at the time like PTSD, depression, right. anxiety because of something that happened at that time in my life. And him and I and then and he starts walking. So the way he used to walk, he used to like hunch a little bit over and his hands were behind like you know, the typical I don't like know old man, old man with like the hands the behind his posture. back and he's yeah. like walking and like very slow, but I'm next to him and that's when I also then noticed the nail thing. And um so we were talking and gosh, now I'm trying to remember the exact conversations, but basically he's checking in on me. He's been saying that he sees what's been going on. And then we enter this other space, this other moment, and I said to him, what's it like on the other side? And he's not listening to me. He's not looking at me. I'm looking at him. So imagine if you were looking right at Alex, I would be looking at your side face. And I'm talking to him, Jaju, are you listening? Like, can you take me? Mm-hmm. And he, I could feel and see that he's listening to something else. And he's like, it's not your time yet. Right. Snapped his fingers. And I woke up and I felt, but the way that I woke up, I felt as if I came back and the feeling on my shoulder was still there. Mm -hmm. And then during that, sorry, now that I remember during the time we were walking or sorry, when he said like he snapped it, when he snapped his fingers, he said, I'm giving you a second chance, snapped his fingers and I woke up. And that to me was a moment where I'm like, I think I would classify that. As in, yeah, that's like, I don't know. Because what if maybe he did, what if I did go? What if that was my time to go? And maybe I had a heart attack, like, to kill my body, right? But my soul would have went on into a different dimension. Yeah. Stress, you know, that's nuts. That's interesting. I, you know, what's funny? You were telling that story because I've had like supernatural, like, experiences like that since I was a little kid mm-hmm. that are very similar to exactly what you're describing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's, like, interacting with... And it's, it's like, somebody close to, like, my family, right? Mm-hmm. It's interacting with, like, some kind of spirit that's, you know, either watching over you or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe wanted to communicate. Maybe, I don't know, broke the ghost rules and, like, you know... I don't well, know. We who knows know. if there's knows? even a ghost rule, yeah, right? Exactly. Because one of my best friends, actually here somewhere in Vaughan, she did go and talk to a medium... And it's something that I want to go and do too. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't really be bringing this up because that's her story, oh, not mine. That the crap out but of I me. definitely would yeah. like to go because my mom, especially for my mom, she's probably going to listen to this podcast. So oh. mom, just wanted to let you know <laughs> that I'm going to take you to a medium. Um, my mom has always spoken so highly about her grandma, yeah. who was basically like her mom. Right. My mom had a really troubling, like horrible childhood. And she was insanely close to her grandma. That was like her mom. Mm-hmm. 
until this day. So her grandma died when she was in her, I would say like maybe close to 30s. So my sister was probably about nine. And then my grandma, my great, I should say great grandma passed away. They think she had a heart attack on the floor. It was your great grandma, not your grandma? My great grandma, sorry. Yeah, my great grandma, it was her grandma. Who was like basically her mom in a way because, Yeah. yeah, anyways, long story short. Until this day. So my mom, I should have clarified one thing from the first episode. My mom is turning 65. I realized it said she is 65. She's turning 65. Oh, but it doesn't I even matter. But anyways, when you got home. I did. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, when I was replaying, I'm like, no, I meant to say she's turning 65 in July. But anyways, so till this day, she talks about her. Yeah. And I'm like, how cool would it be if I could just get them to connect again? See, but you know what? Talk. I, I have friends that are like mediums. And I <gasps> always, Yeah. I know I, who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And it's always the same case. Like you hear about these, it freaks me out. Cause like, I just don't understand it, Yeah. but you never know who's going to come through. That's the part that freaks me out. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can go in the mindset and you can be like mm-hmm. fully ready and willing and putting it out there. Be like, this is who I want to talk to. Mm-hmm. This is who I want to connect with. Mm-hmm. And you get there and it's someone, the last person you were ever expecting to hear from clearly giving you some kind of weird ass message. Like mm-hmm. that is something I don't want to do. I want to show up. I don't want to show up in front of a medium mm-hmm. sitting there. And mm-hmm. then they're like, oh yeah. And this person who died when you were like four mm-hmm. uh, is here and is saying that like, you know, whatever they say. Well, clearly like, there's a reasoning that. to why they yeah, came to you course. because they felt the connection with you and they still do. But it's, I think it's more than that though. From, from as I understand it, based on how it's been explained to me by mediums yeah, is that it's, Consider it like a long queue. It's just a bunch of spirits all around all the time. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get their message across and it has to go through medium. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like who's the loudest mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, hey, 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 pick me, pick me. And so mm-hmm. they don't know who's who, mm-hmm. the medium. So let's just pick whoever. So that's what well, I'm saying. The med- so my friends. You don't know who's going to come through. My friend's medium started describing how she looked and her tone of yeah. voice and the age and such. So Key mediums can mediums can see or they're being told by the spirit, the right. you know, the soul. I think perhaps with me, if I were to receive somebody that I've never met but heard of, like say pretend it was my great grandmother coming through, right. I would still take out there's clearly a reasoning to why she's connecting with me. What's the message? And for that, it could definitely be that she feels connected to me. Because our souls, so this is what this is just my belief. I'm not expecting you to believe this at all. There's the physical body and there's the soul. Mm-hmm. Our physical eventually perishes, whether you're in the ground, whether you get cremated, whatever it is, whether you, you yeah, leave your body yeah. in the forest, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then there's your soul. And you have been traveling through time and time and you've met all these different other souls. So you bring, you, you get closer to one another because there's similarities. There's the closeness. There's the bond. There's the, if, uh, maybe I should grab my book. Remember the thing I sent you about why people vibe with each other and why yeah. some don't, well, why some people this. separated. I wrote about that in my book. The same, that same topic. The exactly same topic. What I'm talking about. I phrased it differently, but it was basically the same thing that I had written. Yeah. Yeah. So the this one is more in the yogic philosophy. I just forget the name, but it has to do with the rings of the energies around you going into your soul. Like there's a few different kinds. Mm-hmm. So, I if I received somebody that I never met, for example, my great grandmother. I would take it as clearly we're connected though in some sort of way. Mm. And whatever her message is, you interpret that message. 
you make the meaning out of it. And clearly, and as well, they could be saying something to you that you may not have a clue about, but it planted a seed in your head. And that seed is going to start growing something where you're going to discover something in your subconscious mind that's like, what's the word? When like you, blind spot, there we go. A blind spot pops up and you see it. And I think that's why sometimes we hear messages, we see things and it shows up eventually. So I don't think it's a mistake nor random. I Okay, I don't think it's a mistake or random, but mm-hmm. I, what I'm saying is, you're right. I agree with you about the souls, right? But the, here's the thing. Your personality, mm-hmm. that's your soul, mm-hmm. right? And I like to fuck with people. And I'm sorry, I know you when do. I cross over, do you not think that I would come back as a You would so haunt you? me in my exactly. dreams and you would like open up the cupboards. I'm like, and I'm not Goody, the first stop. One. <laughs> I'm not the first one. You know how many people I bet have already crossed over and be like, what the fuck with this person? Let's fucking fuck with this person. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a medium. Hey, I know this person. Tell them this and the other. The medium's like, oh shit, here we go. Come on in. Mm-hmm, Next mm-hmm. thing you know, it's like Jack the Ripper be like, hey, goody, I got a message for y'all. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want none of that bad dojo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Maybe the medium is able to channel and like allow someone they else to come they in, don't right? Know because the medium that I know has explained it to me. Yeah. He literally says, it. he goes, I don't know who these people are. They come in. And if I know I'm sitting in front of John Smith, yeah. then I know I'm sitting in front of John Smith because John Smith's right in front of me. Mm-hmm. If someone comes and says, hey, that's John Smith. I want to say something. Mm-hmm. Then I'm just going to let him through. It's the loudest voice. He's talking about John Smith. John Smith's sitting in front of me. I'd be like, hey, John Smith, I have a message for you. Mm-hmm. And John Smith would be like, tell me the message. Mm-hmm. But it's really like some creepy weirdo who wants to creep out John Smith. And then yeah. Phil tells a story. I just like, <laughs> I know. Oh my God. It's okay. Hi, Phil. We're talking about you again. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, that's how I've, that's how it's been explained to me. That's what yeah. freaks me out. So it is, think about it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking about powers bigger than you are. How mm-hmm. could you possibly expect them to follow any rules? That's what freaks me out about it. Yeah. And, and they're people. These are souls. They're human mm-hmm. souls. And human souls have a little bit of a naughty nature. Mm-hmm. And like to fuck with people. And I will, when I'm a ghost, 100% be fucking with people. Mm-hmm. Fully. Like, that's just going to happen. Yeah. I but just they don't know you, Matt. I in life because I don't understand that power yet. I know, but <laughs> the, if you were to do that to people, mm. they would know it's your sense of humor, who you are. They wouldn't take it, you know? Wow. So, I, th- I again, I, I, th- could, it, I could really it's about, some, like, I guess, you know. your lines and how y- you perceive the situation. You know, I was just thinking how cool it would be in the future if we invited a medium. No. No. No, I wouldn't do. And it. there was like a lot. I would live... sit there with headphones on, full blast, and and, and maybe blindfold. one day for me though. Then I'm sure you could bring it. I'm on. down to yeah, do that. Yeah, you have a whole sub series. That is cool. I would I listen know. to it after yeah. the fact. We should record <laughs> it first. <laughs> yeah. We should record it first to yeah. see how intense it gets, and then make the decision. It but gets I intense. Yeah. I've heard of readings mm-hmm. where things come up. Like of reading. your own or no, just no, no, like no, no, no. in I've general. Never sat down for one, but okay. like I've I've seen things come up. Yeah. In person, sitting there, I've heard stories from like you know uh-huh. first party people. Yeah. And stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. Like the darkest things come up. So you never you don't know, mm-hmm. and it's not always someone with the best intentions mm-hmm. coming through. I know it could be somebody else that I'm thinking of that could come through and say something. Absolutely. With who you're thinking about either this person Mm -hmm. that's coming through has some kind of connection to your soul. It doesn't have to be direct, Mm -hmm. right? You're connected to your mother's soul. Mm -hmm. This person could have known your mother in their teen years. Yeah. And now they want to fuck with you Mm -hmm. and they have a link. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that they can, I think there's sort of like an omnipresent element to like spirithood and whatever. Because like, you know, they say, oh, that person has passed. They're watching down on you, whether they're in heaven or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. Right? Maybe hell. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there is definitely some kind of like observer realm that mm-hmm. a spirit can exist in after it's left this world. Mm-hmm. Right? That means that good people and bad people who knew you and new people that know you are all in an, they're all capable of observing. This is what I believe. Mm. No, I believe that too. Yeah. So that's what makes me freaked out about mediums. And they all say it. They all say, I don't know who's going to come through. Mm -hmm. There is no control over it. Mm -hmm. And that always, I think that freaks out a lot of people not having control, but in specifically this thing, this, this power that is not comprehensible by our minds in this state, no, I, I don't. I don't feel comfortable with that. I was also told that mediums only. Okay, how did it go? Because there's a difference between mediums and psychics. Psychics can also connect to spirits. Apparently, maybe some, maybe I don't know. I don't. Um, I personally don't know one. Psychics have psychics are the ones that have and like they could way read the scammers fu- in it. And they could read the future. Yeah. I would never do that because yeah. I want to let the future be an unknown, unknown to me. Yeah. Be let it be a mystery to me. No, psychics have but, the bigger scam numbers. Scam num- Oh, you're talking about scam. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So people will label themselves a psychic, mm-hmm. and if they're pulling off a scam, they'll say I'm a psychic. Mm-hmm. I, I think there are real psychics out there, but they get drowned out by the phonies. But mediums, on the other hand, I've seen enough and read enough and heard enough about them to know that that is real business, and that is business that I am utterly terrified of. Mm-hmm. Like it's freaky stuff. Right. And I don't want to mess too much with that mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. no That's i understand I yeah that- psychics are if someone came up to me and goes i'll give you a psychic reading i'll be like i won't pay you because it's probably bullshit but let's hear it what you got mm-hmm. you know well you say you wouldn't pay them no of course not because it's a scam i don't like a scam mm-hmm. i understand i right? understand but i definitely wouldn't came to me and goes there's a message coming through to you uh or coming through for you mm-hmm. and they won't leave me alone i really have to tell you because i want some peace and quiet in my own mind yeah i'd be like oh god like, i'd be like natalie hold my hand Alex, come hold my other hand. We're going to sit here together. We're going to do it together. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to tell me some shit that's going to freak me out. And then I'm going to be freaked out forever. Actually, you know what? So when my sister used to live in Canada, she did go to a psych. Okay, I, for- I remember this. She went to a psychic. And this is like when she went through a severe breakup, like heartache. She oh. was with someone for seven years. Oh. Living together. Yeah. and Like a whole life together. Whole life. Yeah, yeah whole life. And she went to a medium or psych, I don't know. And they literally told her, I really have bad news for you. You're never going to get married and you're not going to have kids. And she's like, what? Oh but she does. She, that's her life is opposite. She does have kids and she's married. That sounds like but a that's, I think so too. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Imagine the brass on that person. I know. And, and then- you're okay. To, I don't know. You like, where's your. Did she pay this person? She give- did. Wow, that's a. But I think maybe see. she was just going through. You know, when yeah, you go through such a hard time. Too. Yeah, but again, like you know, when you go through such a hard time, everyone deals with grief. Everyone deal deals with heartbreaks. Everyone deals with shit differently, right? Yeah. And some. Natalie said a cuss word. Oh my god! Write it down. Okay, great, great. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> twenty-two minutes. He says. <laughs> Took me twenty-two minutes. There you go. Um, did I swear on the last one? I don't know. 
I don't think I did. I'm going to start listening for you. Okay, okay. It's not All right, be, new it's game for you listeners. If you want to have a fun drinking game, take a shot every time Natalie says a swear word. You're going to be so sober by the end of it, but it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, but again, so I guess she was just trying to find answers, I guess, to see if her life was going to get better in any sort of way. Poor thing. Yeah, ended up most likely with a scammer. Yeah. It's okay. She's doing great. She's doing fine. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. It's all good. Take that, psychic. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. So you've never done, like, a card reading before? No. Never. Would you be down so, to? I wouldn't do tarot cards. I've done I've done one thing before, and mm-hmm. this was with a medium. So this mm-hmm. this medium was, um, is, you know, still alive and well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a mother of a friend of mine. And this was years ago. This was years ago. Like, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It was Christmas Day, I remember. I did that Christmas Day with my family, whatever. And then that evening, all of like the friend group kind of got together and just so happened to be at this one person's house. And How old were you? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. Maybe like 19. No, older than that. Maybe I was in my 20s. I don't like think early, you told early, me this story. Early, early 20s. I don't think you told me the story. It was between 19 and like 22, 23-ish. Like it was, you know, it was a while ago. It was years ago, though. Yeah. So whatever, we're at this person's house and their mom is like, okay she's a medium by the way Mm -hmm. right and she goes okay i'm gonna make a ouija board from scratch and we're gonna like see what happens i don't remember how it came up it came up in conversation which finally led to her making one but she was somebody who was like okay how did she make it like paper with like hockey tape on the table and like spelled it out and like it was like a whole thing it was crazy. And she had that kind of whatever it's called where you put your hands on yeah, it and it moves. Yeah, like what was a shot glass? She just turned a shot glass upside down and that was what was happening. And it was the freakiest thing i ever seen. But she's a medium. So she has a spirit guy that she connects to. This is how she just To kind of make sure you close that yeah, session because if you don't, apparently no, you it keep. No, it was more than that. It was as soon as you open that. Yeah, that's what all I meant the, to say. All the bad energy, it's not even about coming through. They, they're they just going to exist in whatever state they exist in, mm-hmm. but they will pretend to be somebody or whatever. So there's a, a spirit, a good spirit that she's connected to. This is somebody she knew in life right. who is now going, you know, like, uh, nope, that's like a bad person and that's a demon or whatever the hell you want to call it or and that's a this and that. Oh, there we go. Here's a real one. Here, come on through. Come through there. And it's so this spirit is going to sh- shuttle or whatever. Channel. This other spirit into her and then it goes to the board and then that person is communicating with whoever she's trying to do a reading for. Mm-hmm. So she did everybody. And then she got to me. I was the last one. Were you nervous? And, oh, yeah. My heart was thumping. Pounding. Like, yeah. And we were Sweating there. Sweating and like everything. Three hours we're sitting here because she's doing yeah. a reading for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was like four or five, six of us there. Whatever. It was yeah. a decent sized group of like friends at this table mm-hmm. and then she got to me and then it was sitting like the cup the cup moved into like the small of my hand here between my thumb and my index finger and it was sitting interesting there. and she was sitting there and i'm like what's happening and she goes i don't know i'm just waiting for something to happen i'm gonna look that up too and for yogi y- yogic reasons oh right actually oh, I don't know right because every I'm... single finger has a different element well i think it, that's just where the cup went in everybody's hand yeah. that's where it started Oh, that's where it starts? Yeah, that's oh, where it starts. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought it so, just landed there. I'm like, and it's no, just no, no. pausing. She, she okay. put it there, and then, like, it was just... But everybody else, it started there, and it was, like, almost instantly, it started spelling out stuff. Wow. Okay, and it okay. got to me, and it was sitting there. I swear to God, half an hour. Mm-hmm. Everybody went out for smoke breaks, multiple smoke breaks. And she was and just came back there with you? She was just sitting there with me, just in silence. And was she able to see somebody, though? No, she was just sitting there waiting. She's like, when it moves, it'll move. She's like, whatever's happening in the spirit world, I have nothing to do with it. It's all happening up there. 
So either either her spirit guide is like channeling through a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. to find somebody or couldn't find anybody or who knows or, or found somebody but that somebody didn't want to come through. Whatever. Right. I don't know. It happened in the spirit world. <laughs> so half an hour I'm sitting there and it finally goes, it leaves my hand and it spelled, it was very strange. It spelled out too powerful goodbye, which freaks me out I, because see, yeah, it's okay. not talking about me being powerful. I'm thinking in my head, there's some kind of spooky dooky ghost out there mm-hmm. that's too powerful that this ghost was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. That's literally how I felt. Mm. So I'm like, I am never doing that opposite. ever okay. again. Ever. I had the opposite thought, but okay. You had the opposite thought? I thought maybe that your connection is so strong with someone that they knew that they didn't need to make a presence. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? All mm-hmm. whatever there, yeah, you never know. happened was in the spirit world. She yeah. doesn't know. And she's the medium. She, I have no That's idea. That's creepy. She goes, she said she had seen something like that. Not exactly that. Something yeah. like that. Right. Like a couple times before, but never that. And that message, which was she said was very strange. That's so Right? So it freaked me out. When a medium goes, that was very strange. I'm sorry. Good night. I will not be trying this again. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god. So yeah, that was the that was one of the creepiest paranormal experiences mm-hmm. I've had. I've had other ones, though. Do you want to talk about them. them? Yeah, the Russell stories. Do you want to talk about them? I can talk about them. Let's do it. I think they're so fascinating. Have you ever heard these stories, Alex? Have I ever told you about them? Good old Russ. See, I don't I don't really... I, I mean, when I was a kid, I for sure believed it. Now in my older life, I don't really know if it's... Can I share something with you about kids? Yeah. We are so pure in the sense that we are very much close to the source. Now, what I mean by the source. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. But I'm going to, like, yeah. to anybody listening. So whether you believe in God, whether you believe in the universe, whether you believe in the divine, she or I am, love, Buddha, whatever your definition, whatever your personal relationship is with your higher power. Higher power right. Kids are so pure that they're the closest thing to that higher power. Mm-hmm. The older we get, we go through get situations, yeah. people tell us we're not good enough, yeah. you know, you your heart gets broken, it could be that you lost a job, health scares, you know, we pile up then so many different kinds of boundaries, not boundaries, just things that block us, right? Mm. That the older we get, we kind of stop believing those things or not listening to our intuitions anymore and it's about just coming back to that. That's why I also love these kinds of um, works. Because you're learning how to unpeel all that to come back to the higher source, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I get, I, I agree with that to an extent. I think, I believe that there is that spirit world out there for sure. Like, you know, there's more to life than this. Yeah. But I think that we're here for the explicit reason of suffering. You think so? I Yeah, think about it. And it's not just us. It's, you know, whatever spirit exists in any kind of living creature Mm-hmm. in plants we know that there's something there we know that there's like some kind of spiritual sort of higher power in like fungus even like have you ever seen the massive incredible networks underground mm-hmm. of like fungus and vegetation it's like an incredible super complex brain of just like symbiotic sustenance it's incredible and these things have emotions like there's like mm-hmm. science experiments like factual data supporting that if you talk to a plant 
kindly, it, it grows, grows more and flourishes. Yeah. And if you if you're mean to a plant, it, it will dies. suffer. Yeah. Okay. Well, have you ever seen like a time lapse? You ever like watched like a David Attenborough documentary about nature? Mm-hmm. And like you watch it. I like, still love those documentaries. Yeah. You watch, but if you watch like the canopy of a jungle yeah. in sped up time, that is a vicious battle of plants trying to murder each other for the sunlight. Yeah. And you look at like the African or savanna or whatever, the lion who is literally teetering on death if they don't eat has to go and violently take out an antelope mm-hmm. it's kill or be killed suffering exists everywhere for some reason and humans know this we've known this since the beginning of time mm-hmm. we know that suffering is there and we know that we suffer mm-hmm. but we still for some weird idiotic reason aimlessly try to mitigate suffering for ourselves and we make our lives easier mm-hmm. we have look at look at how we live like look out the window like we're going to skyscraper right we're in a condo building and you can look out at how we permanently altered the earth Mm -hmm. to make our lives easier to reduce our suffering it's not a natural state to live in Mm -hmm. and then people wonder why why am i so depressed why am i having you're not living in a natural state you're so disconnected from mother Earth. so disconnected yeah we're not here to be living an easy life we're not here to be putting our feet up eating three square meals a day um you know just turning on tiktok and getting you're just numbing your mind. That's right. not what we're here for. We're here to suffer. Because if this is the only place that we're supposed to suffer and everything's good in the next place, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Like this, We're here for a purpose. We're here to learn mm-hmm. what it's like to be on the bad side of things. And then what if in the other side of things, once you go across you know, the plane and you go to the other side and you die, and your spirit moves on, things are different, they're easier, they're better, they're whatever, then you'll... If you didn't do anything and you didn't experience true suffering in this life, then what the hell was the point? Hmm. You know how many people? Like, I mean, I'm in the military, so I I, I know quite a bit of adrenaline junkies mm-hmm. who literally like will ex- they explicitly describe it as I feel so alive. I do these things because I feel so alive. Mm-hmm. Like they are they want to be in a primal state. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like people who do like you know. You see, like, UFC, those fighters, and, like, seething in the middle of a fight and stuff. Like, these people have incredible control, but, like, they want to get to that animalistic. They want to suffer and inflict suffering. It's what we do. What if it's just simply your perspective on what suffering is? No, like, I, what if, like, sure. like maybe anything, it's anything not that they want. My perspective, but. Like, what, no, what I'm trying to say is, like, they don't view suffering as a bad thing. So it's not no, really suffering. And there's a lot of people who don't. Like a lot of religions will emphasize that suffering is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think per se that suffering is a bad thing, but uh, suffering does not feel good. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Right. And we're yeah. not here to, to avoid suffering. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's yeah. my point. So yeah, suffering is, you know, it's like death. Everybody's scared of a lot. Not everybody. A lot of people are scared of death. Yeah, when I, you told me your perspective on what you thought death was, it altered mine as well. Did it? Yeah, I'm not afraid I, of it either. I'm not afraid of death. Like I, I have never. I have. Afraid I'm of afraid of something else before death, but not death itself. You're afraid of the suffering. I'm. Af- yeah, actually, oh. <laughs> the funny thing that we're talking about. Well, so, okay, so, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> the one thing. Okay. I watched this video before I started a health and wellness business and I had just so much fears and like hesitation 
do I really like want to start something like you know you're afraid of trying something new well that was me and I came across this video and this guy was interviewing people that were on their deathbeds and he asked I can't remember if it was like 50 people but basically he asked what's the one regret that you have in life and the people were saying like I regret that I didn't move to that country that I've always wanted to I regret that I didn't like leave that job that I desperately didn't like to spend more time with family. I so regret not asking that person out. I so regret this. I so regret that, whatever. And 99, no, what was it? It ended up being that 90% of those people have that regret before they die. Mm -hmm. The other 10 didn't because they accepted it or they did live the way that they chose to live, like mindfully as much as they possibly can, right? That to me, it's like, I don't want to be in the 90%. I want to at least be in the 10. Obviously in the 10%, yes, you're, there's going to be some things you're like, man, like, I wish like perhaps I didn't listen to my limiting limiting belief on something. Because like, you know, maybe my direction in this would have been so different and this and that. But at the end of the day, I'm more of like, like I shared before in the um regular episode or earlier episode I don't really believe that we need to regret anything because every single mistake that we do there is gems waiting for you to take those lessons so you could become a better person or create something better oh, whatever I, I but um but so that's like when it comes it. to suffering yeah. just that being part of that that 90 percent but because I'm thinking about it now almost at 27 I don't think I'll be but I don't know. Uh, That's just something I wanted to share. Chipping away at it, but yeah, no. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think of it as, uh, you know, it's easy to not be not easy, but it's easier, I think, for people to not be as frightened of death if they are someone that believes in something after death. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more complicated for people who might not believe there is anything after death. Mm -hmm. But even those people, I've met them in the military too. Crazy conversations about this kind of thing with all kinds of people from all kinds of corners of the earth talking about their ideas on it and stuff and it's amazing on one of the most interesting perspectives is meeting mm-hmm. somebody who's like agnostic doesn't believe in anything mm-hmm. refuses to believe anything there's nothing out there mm-hmm. and there's nothing after death once you die you're it's done it's yeah. over but this person didn't wasn't afraid of death either though because they kept using the word there's peace to it there's peace and the, one of the common things i noticed was like oh so you're like talking about like an ending to the suffering and this person was like yes exactly ending of suffering yeah, because life yeah. is just a compilation of suffering. But like life is also a compilation of happiness mm-hmm. and a compilation of sadness and a compilation of anything that you've ever felt. If mm-hmm. you were thinking about it and you were mindful of this specific feeling, you could go over on your deathbed a whole lifetime of it. Be like, mm-hmm. let me think of all the happy times. Mm-hmm. Maybe there weren't a lot, but you could think of all of them. Mm-hmm. You know? Let me think of all the sad times. Maybe you have a lot more of those. I don't think... Maybe I all don't. the angry times. Or whatever you're holding on to. Yeah. But if you were mindful enough on your deathbed to be like, let me let me just go through the catalog here. Let's see, mm-hmm. you know? And you thought of any specific emotion and you could recall moments in your life mm-hmm. that were linked to that. I mean... To wait, it. to happiness or just suffering? What are you talking about? Like when it comes to linking? No, no, no. no. Happiness is just one thing. Suffering mm-hmm. is just one thing. Yeah. Right? So it's whatever you want to think about, I think. I don't know. I've never been on my deathbed. I could be completely talking out of my ass here. I am talking out of my ass, but... I'm just, this is just my ideas. Yeah. I'll right? ask you when you're on your deathbed. How do you feel? You know, How do you feel? Hold on, Alex. We've got to go. Matt's on his deathbed. Let's get over there now. I've got questions. Write them down. Write them down. <laughs> Don't die yet, goddammit. I need to know these things. <laughs> That's the thing. There's like very little research on like near death experiences and like what yeah. goes through someone's mind. And because let me be honest. I'm sorry. You know what? As much as I love science and the progression of science and learning and stuff, mm-hmm. if I'm on my deathbed and I'm surrounded by my family and fucking Dr. 
schnitzel doodle comes in with a notepad and be like, <laughs> I have some questions for you. Can I ask you how it is feeling for you on your deathbed? I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, doc. Oh, you know? this is where you and I are opposite. I'm like, I can tell you everything really? I'm feeling. You're he on has. your deathbed. You're in a hospital on yes. your deathbed. Your family's around you. It's your I final would. moments. You'd I would. I would. Fuck off, Pam. I want to talk to this doctor. I would. <laughs> really? A thousand percent. Really? You don't know. That could be. Write it down. We're going to check it out when she's on her deathbed. We're going to find All out. All right. I'll let you guys know when that happens. Because um, <laughs> for me, it's like, okay, maybe they're doing some sort of research. I would ask them questions. Why? Like, what is this for? This is one of the most intimate moments that you will ever live. Yeah, but you also know me. I'm a very deep person and I like to connect and I like to, if this is going to help something, like if this is trying to make something better to connect with people or whatever. Okay. Sure. Here's a scenario. Okay. It Mm -hmm. won't necessarily make anything better. All you're going to do is be a drop in the bucket of progressing and understanding that people are going to argue about till the end of time. Yeah. You're going to give up your final moments with your family to talk to a Dr. Schnitzeldoodle. Maybe my may not be my final. You don't know if it's exactly the final. Maybe I'll have another five minutes after that conversation. So it's not necessarily But you don't final. know that you're going to have five minutes and be like, thank God Dr. Schnitzeldoodle is gone. Come here, my lovely family. What if you're like halfway through the sentence? I could Dr. change my mind too. Again, I'm, I'm, I could, uh, maybe I might change my mind. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be with my family. Yeah, of course, I'd rather be with my family. You know what I was like thinking about too? I don't know. I have these like thoughts sometimes that I would write letters to my family, like different separate letters to separate people of like whatever comes from my heart. That's what I would do. What do you mean? Like, like the final goodbye type of thing? Final goodbye, but yeah. also like whatever Nic- is on my heart. That's some Nicholas Sparks shit right there. And I used to read so many of those books. Mm. Oh yeah, that was my favorite when I was like 17. There you go. I'm trying to get back into reading. I was yeah. forced to watch several of those movies on dates in the past because that's how it goes. Oh yeah, of course. So the books are so much better than the movies. I was so that's disappointed with one because it was like not even the same thing. I'm like, you guys took a phenomenal book and turned it into like this makes no sense. Like it's not the same story. Okay, I was so you know upset. What? Side side tangent. I know we're talking about the afterlife, but I have we're going to talk about Nicholas Sparks right now. I have something to say about those people. Yes. Those people who are complaining about movies that were made from books. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are two mediums to take in a story. There are books and there are movies. They are not the same. They're not even close. You can tell a story by a book and by a movie. Mm-hmm. You're limited by how you can tell a story in a movie by things like physics and budgets. And acting ability. Yeah, I get it. And but why would they? An hour and a half. <laughs> but you why know? would they then create? Okay, you have your budget, you have your actors, you have whatever. Mm-hmm. You're creating a scene. Why would you make a scene that's not even in the book? Why would you eat tofu? It's food, but why would you eat it? It doesn't taste like anything until you put shit on it, right? I'd but much what rather does tofu eat a, has to do with? I would the much fact rather that... eat a steak because tofu and steak are both food, but they're very different. <laughs> I get that, but <laughs> okay. When you go to a restaurant, though, you have a menu, and it will tell you you have a tofu steak or a regular steak. Right. When you order a tofu steak, you're going to get a tofu steak. I'm not going to ever order a tofu steak. If I know you won't, but I'm just saying. and adds the word steak to it, get fucked. Let it just <laughs> okay. be tofu, and let the steak be steak. Okay, okay, whatever. So you go to a restaurant, and you have your menu, and you get your steak. Well, how do you like your steak? Medium rare? Yes. How do you, great. Yeah. You have your medium steak rare on the menu. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a medium steak on your plate. Well, I better, Movies, I better get a medium rare. If there's a book. Medium, I'm going to send it back. There's a book. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I would too. There's a book. 
Yeah. And there's a movie. Right. And you're like, that wasn't there, but your steak was on the menu. You got your steak. No, no, no. That's not how that works. Yes, it does. No. It's, it's, it's a works. story. You have a story. Okay. Here's, here, yeah. I'll tell you a story. Okay. Here's mm-hmm. a story. And I'm so is, curious to see like what he's thinking about movie. this right now. This is, a, this is an orated, orated yes. story. Okay. Yep. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, there lived a boy who had a toy. The boy would play with the toy and huh? then the sun went down and the boy went to bed. Boom. That's the story. Okay. There are two ways that you can get this, this story now. Two different mediums. Completely mm-hmm. separate from the way I just told it. Mm-hmm. You can write it down. And you can add all kinds of spicy details and make it a book. Mm-hmm. And then you can film it. You recreate it in sort of live action and you can make it a film. There's the book. There's the film. They're telling. The only thing they have in common is that they're telling a story that they found that I spoke out loud. They're like, I like that story. I'm going to tell it in my own way. So then someone wrote it down in the book and another person made it into a movie. Two completely different mediums taking a story that inspired them. And they well, they should not at least have a different title. Rendering of it. They should have a different title then. Because me, as a reader who loved the book, is going to go, I'm open to the fact that the actors, like, everything's going to look different, right? Because you, your imagination, not everyone has the same imagination as you, right? right? No one does it, to be honest. I can't see what's in your mind. You can't see what's in mine, right? right. But then, why would you say it's from the book when literally... There's so many parts of it that weren't from the book. Because if you're gonna make a, if you're gonna, if you're gonna book, be inspired by a book and you want to make something that's very similar, then change the title because it's not the same book. Okay, but it, but the idea to make the movie came from the book. You got to credit people for their ideas. Yeah, so you could put it in the credits. <laughs> instead of the Harry Potter, <laughs> instead of the Harry Potter film series, we're gonna be like nerdy kid with a scar on his forehead. That's the name of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the, in the credits at the end, we'll be like based on Harry Potter. <laughs> You know? I don't know. No, it's just saying. It's just, just saying. It's just. It's like heartbreaking. An artistic, it's heartbreaking. If you paint something, mm-hmm. right? Could you, if you read a book, actually, that I have had a story no about pictures Sparks. in it, yeah. would you be? Would you feel in your right to take a brush to uh, what do you call it, canvas? Yeah. And paint the character that was, you know, brought to life in your head by words. Would you be in your right to do that? Of course, but I'm not going to say... Would the author agree with your rendition? No, but I'm not going to put it out there and be like, this is exactly how it was in the story. But the movies no. aren't doing that. They're just telling the, a story through the medium they have available. Yeah, but I don't know. They're just being like, this is my... You know, you know what my favorite part about movies that are based on books are? In the very first scene, before you even get there, in words, in front of your face, they go, based on a book or based on whatever mm-hmm. based on true events not this is a recount of exactly what the fuck was in the book or this is exactly what happened i don't know maybe it's perhaps based it's an artistic rendering of something that inspired people and that's what art is i know and i appreciate it yeah so i just like often people that read books I just, wasn't like it. no it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be it's i just appreciate different. authenticity and how it was it but there are move there are movies that are like the book Right? Like they take what happened in the book and they placed it. It's not the full thing because, again, budget, all that, blah, blah, blah. But what they're showing in the movie did happen in the book. Yeah. I appreciate that because that's like, to me, it's truth. I don't know. Maybe that's just something like I appreciate honesty. I appreciate authenticity. I appreciate how it is. I don't like. It's subjective. I know. 
But there is nothing wrong with taking a story that has inspired you and putting your little twist on it in your own medium. Okay. That is literally art. That's how we get things like new music genres. Mm-hmm. And that's how we, you know, we're on the cutting edge of new styles of stories. And the, Otherwise, we'd just be doing the same shit over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Thanks. So read your book and enjoy it and watch the movie. I won't and watch enjoy the movie. It. I won't watch the <laughs> just movie, but it's okay. It for its I'll watch the movie if it's based on thing. like... I like those ones where it's like, um, I read a few, like um, Zookeeper's Wife. Have you read the book? Mm-hmm. So it's based on World War II, of a family that... There's a movie about it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it was like, what they were putting in the movie, like what they filmed, happened. Mm-hmm. See, um, those are different though. Cause that's what really, I like, you yeah. You can't really veer too far off the beaten yeah. trail when you're telling like a story about they, something that actually happened. You know happened. what they... D- so did you watch the uh, Marilyn Monroe Netflix no, show? It's on, it's on the list. I they added things in there where I'm like, did that actually happen? And I had to Google it. Not at all. But I guess may- they put it in there for a reason. Maybe to make someone think or no, look at different okay, things in perspective. Film, right? You're looking mm-hmm. at the film medium, okay? One of the things that they're doing there is that there's a person on screen. Okay, so you have Marilyn Monroe. This is the person on screen. This was a human being that actually existed. Highly influential, iconic person. Mm -hmm. Did you know Marilyn Monroe? No. Did Marilyn Monroe die before you were born? Of course. Do you have any personal relationship to her at all? Can you relate to her at all? So what do you do in a movie? You do things to her or have her do things that are human, that get you, the viewer, who have you've never met her, you've never consumed her media in the context of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't around in the 50s and 60s, so you're mm-hmm. consuming her media, and you're looking at it as, like, old school, or she's kind of, like, iconic. There's almost, like, a godly presence around her when you look at her now that wasn't there before, back in her day. Mm-hmm. She was a super big, popular celebrity, for sure. Everybody knew her, but she's kind of gone into a godlike... Mm-hmm. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. An image. Right like, now, yeah. in this day and age. So when you're looking at, you're like a young person, you're born in the 90s, and you're watching a movie about Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to connect with her as a human being, separate from her being this godly figure that's like, people have her art hanging in fucking cafes and shit. It has nothing to do with Marilyn Monroe. Her face is there. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're making a film, you're going to do things to this character that real life humans are going to be like, I feel for this person. I don't see Marilyn Monroe as this ultra mega world famous superstar. I now see her as a human being. Mm -hmm. Someone like me, like feeling real emotions, the emotions I feel. That's why that stuff happens in film. But I think it's just like, again, if you want to show that, like if you want to create that in the viewer and make them feel that way, then at least perhaps add what happened versus... We don't know everything that has happened to any of these people because they had... As public as their lives were, there was a lot of privacy in their lives too. No, but they would twist stories. Twist stories? They would twist stories. That's so she had. For example, she had three miscarriages. In the movie, sorry to like spoiler. In the movie, she lived. (laughs) She she lived. Um, Miscarriages in real life, though. She did. She had three miscarriages. In the movie, two abortions, and a miscarriage. Do you know that she didn't have abortion? No, but well, in real life, I don't know. Okay, I understand where you're going with this. Right, right. Around. I understand where you're going with this, but it's, like, if, if if that's the facts, I don't know. Maybe out of just respect for her as but a that's person. A problem though, because now we're veering away from the truth, which is what you appreciated just like five minutes ago. I see what you mean. Ah, it's it's all it is. It's not about being exactly accurate. I, I don't know where we got somewhere along the line, like mm. society as a whole. We got into this thing where if we're watching a movie that it's supposed to be telling us the truth, 
I don't know if you've ever seen a Pablo Picasso painting, but that doesn't look like a anything. real person. It's I know. just art. I know. That's all it is. Have you ever heard a weird song and thought, yep, this is this is music? No, it's a weird song and it's mm-hmm. okay to feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. Film is not there to be telling you how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to just be an Make artistic rendition of rendering rather of mm-hmm. real life. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's a dram- dramatized version of life, both visually in the dialogue and exchange in the way that people look, how they dress. None of it's real mm-hmm. and it's not supposed to be real. So we shouldn't be looking to film for reality we can look for truth in it but then we're looking for the truth of a story or the truth of a person's life and existence we're trying to relate people and events and things to our own emotions that's what film does and that's what they're set out to do Mm -hmm. so there is no mandate for film to be telling the raw unadulterated truth do you know what films like that are called documentaries Maybe I just really like documentaries a lot. I love documentaries. I love documentaries. What's your favorite? I don't have any one. Actually, I lie. I do have one. My all-time favorite docu... It's a docu-series. It's by Ken Burns, the great Ken Burns. He's an incredible documentarist ever... or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Well, I'm not the greatest with names, major. but I don't know. He's, he's made a, quite a few. He's mostly like in American history and stuff like that. He's a history docu- document... Documentary, documentary maker, filmmaker. Yeah. I was trying is. to help you out too, but I couldn't. So this, it's a Vietnam War. It's like a miniseries. Oh. I think it's like 10 episodes or something like that. It yeah. is really objective. It tells mm-hmm. a story from the American perspective. It tells a story from the Vietnamese perspective, both North and South. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal. You get a really well-rounded picture of what the hell was going on in Vietnam from 1955, not 1965, 1955, all the way up was that to the end of the war, the war? 1975. No, the war for the Vietnamese that war lasted an entire generation. Mm-hmm. For the Americans, it lasted from 65 to 75, mm-hmm. right? But the Americans would be like, "Yeah, the Vietnam War was only 10 years." No, the hell it wasn't. That was a civil war mm-hmm. for Vietnam by the Vietnamese that you inserted your asses into, mm-hmm. right? That's what that was. But the Vietnamese have been fighting that war long before that. That war started from the time the Japanese invaded during world war ii and held the vietnamese prisoners and then it turned into right all this is in that documentary so it's incredibly well i'm so interested to see as that, opposed yeah. to just telling the americanized because the american story is the that's the hollywood story mm-hmm. everybody's when you think vietnam war most people aside from the vietnamese will think of american gis in like the suit with the music right like that's a, the only war i can think of that had its own soundtrack like music from the 60s was the soundtrack to a war yeah right it was yeah. an entire generation and there was yeah. multiple things happening and they do that even in movies too like when they talk about like if it's a world war ii movie like they'll add that kind of music in well world war ii movie will have like swinging jazz music and stuff mm-hmm. to kind of give you like that's what was on like, the andrew sisters but mm-hmm. no 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 no. You, you're listening to like Jimi hendrix mm-hmm. and led zeppelin in the jungle and you're listening mm-hmm. well maybe not led zeppelin but yeah i know led zeppelin yeah and in the 60s and all this, or weren't yeah, they yeah, 60s and they 70s. in the 70s yeah, 60s yeah. and 70s right 60s as well i thought yeah, they were just the famous in the 70s in the 60s oh yeah oh, okay okay oh, yeah so My the, bad. all okay. these these are this is the soundtrack to yeah. a war in a generation mm-hmm. but not just a war too it was like you know the civil rights movement in america coincided with this you had the assassination of like uh jfk Kennedy. and martin luther king jr and malcolm x you had the race war mm-hmm. you had all kinds of stuff was happening in the united states at this time yeah. and in the backdrop was this war mm-hmm. that defined a generation but people weren't talking about 
I grew up, I learned about the Vietnam War in history school, and it was sort of like in passing, and it was a part of the Cold War, because yeah. we're Canadians. So That's, we learned yeah, about we didn't really learn War much. global context. Right. But you had the Vietnam War, and you get mentioned in passing, but it's always from the American perspective. No one, I, nobody ever mentioned to me about the Vietnamese and the North and South perspective and the just, just a burning desire to just be autonomous and be free. That's all they wanted. They mm-hmm. just wanted to be, everybody fuck off and let us be ourselves. That's all they wanted. Yeah. Nobody ever told me that story until Ken Burns put it in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Why the hell did it take so long to tell a story like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. I love that. It was on Netflix for a long time. It's not on there anymore. I can't Netflix, stand when they take, I know, yeah. right? It's Hello. Um, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's, yeah, I don't like when they... Christmas during Christmas my favorite movie is Love Actually and it wasn't on Netflix and I'm like oh it used to be though yeah that was my way of watching the movie and I'm like guys the best movie you don't even have it on Netflix like I was I don't know how did I I managed to find it somehow but I was so disappointed I'm like a lot of them they rotate too like I I have a lot of them I got Disney Plus and I have Netflix and I have uh, Amazon Prime we had Disney Plus and some of the movies every year they rotate between the three of them isn't Friends on uh, Disney right now no Friends on Crave that's premium shit oh because Netflix made so much money off of Friends oh yeah it was so popular that Crave was like that's it we need some we need some money premium subscription service let me get that they also Uh, took Fresh Prince too So now you gotta pay eighty thousand dollars a month to watch Crave, so you can get these two shows. Plus they have a lot of other good stuff on there. But yeah, yeah. no, that's unfortunate though. Mm-hmm. I used to love being like watching on Netflix. Like I don't really spend much time watching TV because of like work and schooling, like for yoga. But I, I'm, I like that though in a way because I like to treat TV like a treat. I don't. I'm not the type that would wind down watching TV. I don't even have a TV in my room, and it's. I don't want it. I absolutely don't want it. Um, Because I like to treat it like a treat. So many people, they watch it every single day, and that's what they do. And you. um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching the Peaky Blinders right now. Oh, what's that about? I heard about it. Peaky Blinders. It's like a. It's like in the 1920s gangster show based on a real game in oh, I Birmingham, think I've actually England. heard of this. Yeah. Piggy Blinders. I think it's I've heard good. of this. It's very good. It's very, very good. Got it, got it. But it's kind of like, you know, like an Italian mob movie uh, in New York. Similar kind of thing. Organized mm-hmm. crime. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, that's, what it, that's what it is. That's what it is. How many yeah. seasons? I think there's six. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but there's only six, six episode seasons. And then each episode's like an hour. Mm-hmm. So you can get through it pretty. It's very. It's critically acclaimed. You should watch it. It's very good. It's we'll historically see. accurate. It's very nice. We'll see them. Very we'll, well see. done. High tier show for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very we'll good acting. See. Would you? What, good acting, right, Alex? Oh, it's ten out of ten. It's ten out of ten. He said. He's like smiling. Is that sarcasm? No, it's sarcastic. Yeah. Oh, we, okay. We're oh, okay. We're, I, I was, I was watching it today, and he was like, "What episode are you on? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna match with you." Like, oh. That was the whole thing. Yeah. It's a good show. You should, you should watch it. You're like, shit, I should watch it. No, I'll Peaky see Blinders. Peaky Blinders. The Peaky fucking Blinders. <laughs> You're so good with accents. And I just like, I don't envy you. You should. For that, I do. It's fantastic. It's, yeah. The way, your <laughs> Australian the accent way. is yeah, amazing. Worry. But I just, the way that they say names, it's like, it's not that attractive anymore. When Did I when, ruin it for you or did a real did. Australian You did. You did. I'm like, I'm. I'm not a real Australian. But it sounds 
very similar. It's not being. Now, I, now I feel like I'm okay. making fun of people. No, well, you know, they, they speak English. They, 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 well, hold on, let me get it. I have my keyword. You, Wise I know you've been, It's you're a lot more nasally. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. It's a lot say. more nasally than if you were speaking with a Canadian accent, I think. Yeah. And, and, oh, anytime I start a word with a vowel, <laughs> you, you got to get back to the, you got to go to the back of your throat <laughs> and almost kind of choke. <laughs> On your, on your tongue a little bit. Do you, like, spend time, like, be like, I'm going to learn how to make this accent happen? Yeah, when and I was just... in school for radio, like, we did, like, voice acting and stuff. And, like, I was a oh, drama kid okay. in high school. So, like, I was always working on my accent since I was a little kid. Right. Yeah. People and have always asked me, can I do a Polish accent? I'm like, not really. No, I can't. I could, I could do I, It takes a lot of work because, you know what? These accents, I learned, too. And that's why I don't make fun of people with accents. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you spoke another language and you come to Canada and you speak this english with like an accent yeah. it's hard because you're training different muscles it is it's different, different parts different of your muscles. body yeah. body you different parts of your mouth like yeah. when i speak polish i use the front part of my mouth yeah. when i speak english i feel like it's the sides of my mouth here yeah probably i could see that yeah, yeah. like i could say something polish and it's i feel it here it's yeah so you're using different muscle groups within your whole like mouth region or whatever mm-hmm. so when you work on those accents you definitely you you have to learn how to use the different muscles. But if I'm not doing it officially, so I'm not doing like real accents. I'm just doing a good impersonation of it. Well, you're doing better than I. Yeah, but it's it's good exercise, but it definitely helps you appreciate people with accents. You'd be like, you oh, know yeah. what? I don't think you, you deserve. It's to hard them. to learn another language. Oh, like for I sure. don't. Uh, when someone, I feel guilty when I can't understand somebody who is talking in English, but they have an accent because it's not their first language. You shouldn't feel guilty. But no, I do because it's definitely frustrating because it's like you can't communicate, and that's all we ever want. Yeah. Do. Well, okay. Sorry. Definitely not meant to say guilty, but I just feel like. I just wish I could understand yeah. simply. Yeah. It's frustrating. Um, yeah. For them too. A thousand percent. Yeah, it's a two-way And street. I can't stand when people make fun of others due to their accent. I'm like, guys. Some like- accents are funny and the people with those accents know it's funny. I love when Indian people who speak English tell me that they know that the accent is fucking hilarious. I piss myself because it's I never had those kinds of conversations because you don't do accents you should try doing accents mm, okay. and then people with accents will talk to you about accents okay <laughs> but I love it it's hilarious Indian people if you have an accent and you know it's funny sounding and you own it you're the best kind of person anybody who has an accent that sounds funny and owns it best mm. kind of person because maybe hey, we should we have sh- my mom on the show yeah we and your mom at, oh yeah my mom's got an accent too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your, your mom doesn't have an accent Alex no pouring here yeah, but your mom has an accent, and my mom a good has an one. accent. <laughs> yep. There you go. That, that should be an episode of this show. We should just get our moms to hear I talk. should, yeah. Just my mom. <laughs> just stare each other down. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. I wish I could say something back <laughs> in a Polish accent. But no, she, yeah, like maybe one day. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. My Jamaican mom. She's got the The way that you told me how you, she pronounces squirrel is the, and pomegranate. Squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, that's so cute. Pomegranate. That's so cute. My mom, my parents, and I know I've had conversations with Polish people before about this. We, like, growing up, the way that we are told how salmon is actually pronounced. So in grade five, salmon. So when we went to grade five and like, salmon. Salmon, is it? You sound, like, you sound like Siri saying a salmon. 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 <laughs> Turn left at Salmon Street. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but no, it was like kids would make fun of you because you didn't know how to say in the English, quote unquote English yeah. way, right? Mm-hmm. But that's how our parents know. But that's like every single Polish person I know, salmon. 
Like, what are you having for dinner? Salmon. Like, that's how, I, and then in grade five, when I'm like, oh, that, oh my God, that was like my mom with LA Fitness. So when LA Fitness opened up, it was in um, East Gwillimbury, and she goes, we're like driving, whatever, and she's like, I'm going to go check out their memberships, whatever. I'm like, okay, great. I didn't like, no, sorry, I wasn't with her for that one, but she said she was going to a membership, or sorry, to a gym, and she got her membership, whatever. I'm like, oh, so where'd you go? She's like, La Fitness. I'm like, oh, that's not a place. Oh, it's French. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what an interest. Okay. And it's so in like high school. Like, That's funny. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend and then we we're talking, I'm like, oh, there's this new gym, La Fitness. And I didn't say, sorry, I didn't say it with an English like that. But I said, accent, sorry. I said, La Fitness. And like, my friend was dying. She's like, you're like, sorry, I can't even talk. She's like, you're so dumb. It's LA Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's something that you yeah. would say i know but you don't say it with such judgment no, I'm not like, actually yeah it's not malicious but yeah no, i would totally yeah i would tease you for that that's hilarious i know you would oh, you you're God. such a teaser i can't sometimes with you i'm like i had enough natalie is so enough. sweet natalie is like the little she's like the little angel and like i sometimes feel guilty for like trying to like and you make me add an edge to her a little bit you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah we were talking about it before the show today i know i'm like please like, don't can you please don't bully me and I'm like, I didn't mean to actually bully you. I'm not going to go on air and be like, you suck. I'm going to make you cry. <laughs> I'm going to tease you. I know, That's but I, I know. What I already do. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't sure because like you're so good at acting and you're so like, you could put yourself in these characters. I'm like, is, is there going to be a moment? Stop bullying where you... me. I'm not schizophrenic. I swear to God. I know you're, I'm not I'm, saying I'm you are. I'm teasing you. Oh, okay, okay. See what I mean? Anyways, Come on. But, no, but I wasn't skin. sure if like you were going to create this persona one day in our conversation where I'll be like, like, oh my God, Matt, did I like hurt you or something that you're so mean to me? Like, I don't know. We've been friends for years. Has it ever 13 come, years, actually. Has it come between us before? No. There you go. And we had our first fight, like, what, two weeks ago? That was not our first fight. When it came to, like, us not talking for a couple of days? Yeah, but that was you. Not with me. But I need, okay, I needed some time. You told me. You're like, I need some space from you. And I was like, yeah, a lot of people do. I'm about to handle. <laughs> we can't handle that's, it. That's, what, that's but my But that was rationale. the first time we fought. We never fought. We bicker, but we love that about like our friendship right. that we bicker, that we can do that. That's our language. Like it's our love fight, language. Though. I would Conflict say. Conflict is good. You it need is it. It's good. A natural state of the world. It is good. You need to fight and you grow. Yeah, of that, course you do. Right? I always say that. Like each we time. Had our first fight. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. <laughs> but that's one thing. Like one of the many things I appreciate about you is that like. And we've talked about this before, too. We always learn from each other. Yeah, we think the same in very similar we ways. Think, I think we think similarly. Similar. I meant to say the same. I meant to say similar. I meant to say similar. We definitely think differently on a lot of a things. A lot of things. But then you come back, you're like, you know what, Natalie? Because of you, I'm becoming a kinder person. I so appreciate I you. You, you have. And yeah. that melted my heart. One see. of my favorite compliments ever. I'm like, oh, I know you are. <laughs> I know you're a softie. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to come and be like, I'm getting tough. I'm getting tough. You need to just drop a few more fucks. I don't know. For those for those. Of you sure, are you guys sober? Know. Like, Nat and I have, have an arrangement, okay? We, we, came, we, we came up with a deal. It's more of a, I gave her homework. And I'm still and waiting for her. I have not been doing the homework. So she, she's been tasked with saying 10 fucks a day. Mm-hmm. How many are you at, roughly? Today? Not today, just in general. What would you say the average is? How many fucks uh, a day are Like you? one every four days. Are, are you, do you have it planned out? Like, no, right, I don't sit down and be like, it's the fourth okay, day, it's the calendar, the and I'm going to pull it up. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't know. 
I guess you would have to, because that's something that you're trying to get me to do. You do you it around would, me. When we went snowboarding, I never heard I fuck know. come out of your mouth so many times in my life. I know, life. but you that's the fuck thing. More than I, did. I know, and, I and I'm like, when I remember, like, I do remember that, and I told myself, like, geez, calm down, Nat. Like, that's too much. Like, you're not, I was, you're not, I was, in, you were, I was you were so night. happy, especially I when like, I tumbled, yeah. when my skis, like, <laughs> fell off, like, I fell right in front of you. I fell <laughs> my fucking face. I was like, you did what? <laughs> Matt watched I was, me. I didn't even care she fell. I was like, you just said the F word. But you laughed because I fell too. Yeah. yeah. You used it. The story it. was we were going down our very last hill and it's getting super icy. I'm like, wow, okay. She like I, I was so. shit. I was behind her. I watched it. It was fucking Yeah. Hilarious. So he fell. I'm like, ah, whatever. And I'm going and I, what was it? It was, I was turning left. Yes. To try to like make a thing, whatever it's called. And then my ski catches onto the snow. So I flip the other way like this. Too bad they can't see. We literally went backwards. I did how many rolls? I think three. Uh, I did. I don't I remember. I because I did you ate shit. I started laughing and then I ate shit. So I didn't Stop. see the end of it. I just saw you eat the first shit. Okay. So I, so I think it was three times. There you go. My skis went this way. My I called them kikis. I told you they went that way. And then I look at you and you're just like dying like this, like on the yeah. snow. Yeah, I, I, I had to go off to the side of the hill and sit down. Because was, uh, and people were so kind. They're like, oh, you need some help. I'm like, yes. So they helped me. And then, yeah, I remember saying. The smartest thing I saw on that hill or those hills that day was little kids with little, like, plushy turtles strapped to their bums. Yeah, or their knees. Fucking genius. Genius. I feel like I all of our friends needed that. I fell on my ass. And that day was really warm. Remember? So they were pumping snow and it yes. was turning into ice. Yes. So the whole hill was hard. Ice. It was hard. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. My ass. I'm sorry about your ass. I <laughs> okay. uh, thank you. My ass appreciates the apology. You're welcome. Take it to the bank right there. Mm-hmm. But back to our original topic. The spirit world. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my what? What time are we at, producer Al? What time are we at, producer? Don't Al? tell me it's half an hour. No, we're at one ten. Stop talking about it. Twenty five minutes ago. There we go. We stopped talking about it twenty five minutes ago. Wow. But you want to hear the story, or do you want to save it? We can about save Russell. It. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, because I asked you about it. What's the story? So, okay, I gotta set this whole thing up. <clears throat> so Russell. That was like, as I understand it, okay. Mm-hmm. This was my my dad's best friend from like college days, I guess. And then my mom was like in love with this guy, yeah. right? And this was before my parents ended up together. They were a part of the same friend group, mm-hmm. right? So and then that's how my parents ended up getting married. Were, was Russell and your mom ever together too? No. No. So Russell would say things to my mom, and this is my mom telling me. Yeah. Would say things to my mom like, oh, you know, you don't want to date me. I'm going to die young. Like, things like that. Oh like, and so she's like, obviously, you know, she's like a young woman in her 20s. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. you're an idiot. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. I'm moving on. So yeah. then she ends up marrying my dad. Mm-hmm. And then, so he was the best man at my parents' wedding. Oh, so sweet. And so, but he was like a giant. This mm-hmm. guy was like 6'6. Six, six. My parents are tiny. I'm tiny. My dad's like 5'8. I think he maxed out at something like that. So mm-hmm. this guy's like a tower, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there's pictures of him, and I'd seen pictures and stuff throughout my life. He was there for like my sister's christening. My sister's older than me, mm-hmm. but then I was born May. By three years, what two was and it? Half, yeah. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. So I was born May 11th, mm-hmm. right? You were born May 12th. May 12th. We've, we've talked about I this. I know we have talked about this. Um, so he died in '95, April 11th, a month to the day before I was, before I was born. Yeah. A month. A month to the day. And so my mom tells me a story too of like when she was pregnant with me. She was sitting on the couch, 
And Russell, my mom's four foot eleven, and Russell's my six, mom six. too. Yeah. yeah. So Russell's hands are like massive. massive, and he's like completely, you know, he loved that kind of thing, like babies and all. That Wait, stuff. this is when he was alive. Yeah. Okay. So my mom was pregnant with me. Yeah. And so he, he was like talking to my mom, and he put his hand on her belly, and he was like, "Wow, is there really a baby in there?" And she was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and he's like, "This is insane!" Like his yeah. mind was blown. Because like, it is a crazy thing. When I touch my sister's belly, I'm like, "Oh." It's like an alien in there. Like yeah. it's a crazy, cra- like, oh it's, yeah, it's, it's a crazy weird. feeling. It's really but anyways, weird. And babies look yeah. weird too. But anyways. I know they do. But then they get so cute. he whispered something to my mom's belly, and she never knew what it was that he said. Like she never knew. Like he just whispered something. And then when I was a little kid, now I would have dreams, and it was a recurring dream, and it was always the same. And it was in this room with a super high ceiling. It was always decorated with like garland, and there was always a Christmas tree, and then. I would, there's two armoire chairs and there was a fireplace and he would be in one chair and I would be in the other chair and he would just talk to me about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I would have like whatever I felt like you drinking. Told me this yeah, if I felt like I wanted to drink Sprite, I would, I don't know, I'd have a glass of Sprite or hot chocolate, or whatever. But he would always have a mug and it would be this drink in the mug and it, it had this aroma. I've never smelt this aroma on earth like i've never smelt are you able to characterize it like explain it if it's more like earthy if it's more spicy mm, if it's fresh if it's like um there's a sweetness to it mm -hmm. um and it's like warm and it's very strong but it's very like it's it's beautiful smell and it's 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 whatever the hell it is in this cup so i think it's like a drink you get in heaven or whatever Mm -hmm. like heaven juice or maybe you know (laughs) god knows how to really pour the punch who knows Mm -hmm. But he's always, it's always that. It's every time I had these dreams growing up. I haven't had them in years. But when I was a kid, he would always have this mug. And it would always be this smell coming, oops, coming from this mug. Yeah. So he would tell me random stuff. And I remember one of these dreams. I was super young. I must have been no older than like six. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe it was before my brother was born. So I was younger than, I was younger than five. Mm-hmm. But I remember talking to my mom about this dream I had with this guy. And his name was Russell. And she was like, what the hell? And it was morning. I'll never forget it because she was freaked out. Mm-hmm. So whatever. It's like a Saturday morning. I'm like downstairs. I'm watching my cartoons. I wake up early, whatever. And like my family's slow to get up. My mom comes down. She's the first one to come down. Mm-hmm. I think at that point I had made myself cereal because kids back then could do things. They didn't have to rely on helicopter parents. <laughs> so um, my mom comes down and she's like making her cup of coffee or whatever. And then I like looked at her and I don't remember starting the conversation personally, but yeah. she does. And I like looked at my mom and I was like, a man came to visit me in a dream last night. And she was like, immediately, first of all, if I'm a parent and my kid says that to me, I'm like, I'm not having this conversation with you. I'm taking you to a priest for an exorcism and then we can go home. Like, I'm not talking about this. But mm-hmm. she's like, really? Can you tell me about the man? And I described Russell. At this point, I... I would have done the same thing as your mom. I would have been like, tell me about it. My parents didn't tell me about him or whatever. I I was a kid. I was way too young. So I'm describing Russell. I'm like, he was really, really tall. Mm -hmm. He had a funny, funny voice. And he'd make jokes. And he's very clever and this and that and the other. I'm sure I didn't use those words. But I was describing him and his physical features, whatever. So my mom went to a photo album because we had those back then. I love photo albums. Pulls up a picture. I was like, was this the man? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's him. So she's like, oh, Oh, wow. So now she's like, well, what did he say? And I, 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 don't I think I, if my child was telling me about that, I don't, I would have started 
She did. She started crying, crying. which freaked me out because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I made my mom cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. I was, she was like. That is a she precious just, I remember she pulled up a chair. She just mm-hmm. sat there and she just stared, yeah. like, intently in my eyes while I'm like, well, he said this. He said that. He said this. He said that. It was a lot, whole lot of nothing. But she, I remember when I got a little bit older and I had another one of those dreams and I had talked to her about it. I was she, just going to ask, like, when you had those dreams, did you tell her, her like, every single one of them? Not every single time. Just whenever I would hear something that I was like, you know what? Let me talk to my mom about it because, you mm. know, like, I was raised by a single mom, yeah. you know, my older teen, te- early teen years, whatever, teen years. So whenever I'd have them in my teen years, that would talk to my mom about it. And I would say things. And she would be like, I had, she, the weirdest one was deja vu. Like, I love how deja vu works. I have that, my So I describe it, it like a specific way and this is the way that he described it to me in a dream. Mm-hmm. And so I can explain it. Deja vu is, you know, you have to think of God. Okay, think of God. God is outside of time, right? Mm-hmm. However you want to think of God, whether God is like a white bearded man uh, or is like this infinite Feeling, thing that you can't, whatever, yeah. right? God, the higher power exists outside of time, okay? Yeah. And then imagine you're sitting at a desk and in front of you is like, you know those old Kodak cameras, a film strip when you take the film out and you've got these boxes in it? Mm-hmm. Imagine there's like a film strip on the desk in front of you and in this box is the beginning of time and in this box is the end of time and every box in between is every period of time ever. Deja vu is when your spirit kind of like sort of leaves your body and it goes into an observer post mm-hmm. in your body in the future. Can't do anything. It's just watching mm-hmm. and, and taking the data and then it'll come back. Mm-hmm. to you that's deja vu that's how he described it to me in the stream that's how he described it to my mom mm-hmm. i'm like this is what i think deja oh, so he vu told is. you so he told so- me i told my mom and my mom <clears throat> was like i have had this conversation with this man in 1983 while we were lying on the hood of a car looking up at the stars i think she was high but she never said it even um, if she was that's still, still a really cool conversation. I wasn't there, exactly. Yeah, it was that's more a than very 10 years cool. Before I was born. Yeah. No one ever told me that story in real life or like wow. in like the physical world. This was just a dream I had. Yeah. Yeah. And I told her that story and she was like, I had that exact conversation. He said exactly that, described exactly that way while we were stargazing on the hood of a car. You took her back in time. Oh, yeah. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. So that's why, that's sort of my proof that there is more yeah. out there because coincidences like that Mm -hmm. don't happen Mm -hmm. people don't explain concepts exactly the way somebody who lived before them do without being connected to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right yeah also paranormal story too is involving the same one russell i think he's a troublemaker right (laughs) did you ask your mom if he was everybody my dad my mom said it my my parents i watched their wedding video right and literally so I want to see this my one day. My parents are down. Well, they're divorced now. No, the nonsense. video. Oh, okay. Gosh, never mind. <laughs> but my parents are like, because they got married in a church, so they're down on their knees at the altar or whatever. So Russell took nail polish or paint or something and painted on my dad's shoes on the left foot, H-E, on the right foot, L-P. So when they get down on their knees, the camera. Says help. Oh. Uh, that's the kind of guy you are. What a joke. You're like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of... That's that was kind one of the, the things that I sent you on Instagram. Yeah. What was it again? It was like, yep, that's me. But it, I have to look into my phone again. I don't know, but I send you all kinds yeah. of stuff. And farts are funny, Natalie. But anyways... No, they're not. Farts are that's funny. That's a whole complete... They're not funny. I'm, we're going to talk about this another time. All right. Yeah. So she wants to dedicate a whole episode to farts are funny. They're, oh. No, I did not say that, but... <laughs> not a long story. but yeah no anyways um so 
this particular occasion, this particular encounter with, with Russell was um, a strange one. This one was the only one I've ever had with the physical world. So again, around Christmas time, pretty sure that was his favorite holiday. It's always around Christmas time. And this room that I dream about, it's always Christmas in this room. Even if I have to dream in the middle of June, it's Christmas. So this was Christmas time in the real world. And this was again, years ago, like years and years ago. Mm. Um, So I went to a party, like a Christmas party with my friends and I came home. I was like drunk as a skunk and whatever. And I came home. Normally when I come home, the lights are all off except for one light. And I would just stumble my drunk ass down to my bed and boom, go to sleep. This particular day, all the lights were on. The hallway lights, the staircase lights, the dining room, the living room, all the lights were on. It's like 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. So I turn everything off. And all the while, I'm smelling like incense. What kind of scent was it? Incense. But like there's different scents. There's like an incense smell. Okay, yeah. Now you got it. Kind of like the smell. You know, you ever been to church at Christmas time and it do burning incense? That smell? There is a name to that. I think it's called frankincense. It is frankincense. It is given to Jesus. It was frankincense. Yeah. Not sage. Sage is more. No, sage is like an herb. Sage is. It's different. Frankincense is like not a spice. It's not. um... I, don't I have know. to it's look into very, it's it's different. Strong. Yeah, you would know exactly what frankincense it's is like very the scent. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, nobody in my house burns any kind of incense. Yeah. So for me to come into my house smell incense and all the lights are on, I'm like, this is so weird. I didn't think Russell. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even think ghost. Yeah. I'm just like, this is abnormal. Mm-hmm. I guess they had a party of their own or I don't know. I had no idea. I was drunk, I was going to bed. Mm-hmm. So my sister the next morning is like all kind of like flustered and like weirded out. And being weird around me, I'm like, what is your problem? Mm -hmm. And she's like, did you come into my room last night, sit on my bed, and give me a kiss on the forehead? I'm like, are you dumb? I would never do that. She's like, I didn't think so. But but I felt like you came in my room last night, and were you wearing a suit? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, Amanda, you're looking at me, and you're telling me I came into your room last night wearing a suit, sat down on your bedside, yeah, kiss on the forehead at 2.30 in the morning because I had nothing better to do. Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't know. That's who I thought it was. I thought it was you. And I'm like, no, man. She goes, well, maybe it was Russell. I think maybe it was Russell. And I'm like, hmm. Does she remember him? Yeah. Well, no, she doesn't remember because he was, she would have been two, two and a half when he passed away, right? Well, you'd be surprised with I don't kids know. have she doesn't, strong she, memories. She doesn't say she remembers him, but she she, she did meet him. He, he's her godfather. Like mm-hmm. he was he was her godfather at her baptism yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. So they he and I don't know. She, so the way she thinks it went down was that somehow, some kind of way, he kind of incarnated himself in like a likeness of me to give her a little kiss because mm-hmm. that's her goddaughter, his goddaughter, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm just smelling his presence. Could be. That's what we figured. We, we were just or maybe that was his favorite scent. I'm like, I'm it was like, Christmas is, time. Yeah, Frankincense Christ- is a very well, obviously, it's like a history. distinctive smell. But like, even yeah. if you were to get, yeah, like even if you were to get like candles or essential oils, like they will add that in there because it's that type of um, and it's, scent. It's very distinctive. Like you, it's very you distinctive. Would never miss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, like that's it's. I don't know. It was the only reason that I described it as that was because so we're sitting there, and we're like trying to like decipher what the hell this is, what happened, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how well, long ago was this again? Sorry. Oh God, like. And, Probably closer to ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like was, your, was that ago. your last encounter with him? Yeah, that was yeah, I, yeah, that was the last one. I haven't had any dreams or anything like that since then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been a while. 
But that was the only physical one. That was the only thing that ever happened to me, like in the real world, where I'm like, oh, something's going on. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was all the lights were on. And well, it's that is. Like incense. Yeah. yeah. Well, now when you look back, it is crazy. But yeah. yeah. At the moment, you're like, what the heck? Like, That's, who we, forgot the lights? We did deductive reasoning. Like my sister and I, we came to the conclusion that it was Russell because that specific thing happened to me. And it was around Christmas time and it smelled like incense. Yeah. And then that particular thing happened to her. And the only picture that my sister has with him, he's wearing a tuxedo because it's at a christening. Or no, actually, I think it's at a wedding. And your dreams always had like a Christmas theme to it because you said the fire and like the... Yeah. Huh. Yep. I, I, I can picture the room right now. It's oh, it was always the same the same room every I time could it was picture a the, dream. I could picture the same room when I was walking with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. And it was just... I've never heard such calmness and quietness in my entire life. Yeah. It's, it was... See, Something I would like to experience time to time. That's the one thing that has me kind of like, I don't know. Because my dreams mm-hmm. growing up were, I never ever had that sort of like sense of like, I never felt like I was in danger and I was never scared, but I never felt any kind of like peace or comfort. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, there was a familiarity there. Like I yeah. felt comfortable with this man. Yeah. But I'm just sitting in a room in a chair with some fucking drink and I'm just chilling. I think I'm maybe like, it was just my comfort. Yeah. Maybe. I think it was my realization because I was deeply, significantly struggling for this. I can't. Time. I can't say second round, but I dealt with depression before, yeah. and everything that was going on. My life. Oh, I don't want to cry about it. <laughs> um, everything yeah. that was going on about it. I can't even talk about it properly. That's how hard it was. Uh, yeah. Imagine no, now, no, back no, then, that was like when I, I was like eighteen, right? And you're and dealing with you're it at the height of like puberty and everything, and like everything's just all over the place. It's like everything's heavier. You know? Yeah, and um, walking with somebody, I just you know when you just know. Ever had a feeling you you just had a knowing? See, that's what I'm saying is missing from my experiences. Right. Well, that's okay though. That was at the end of the day, that was your personal experience with yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And maybe you may have more. Maybe or it's complete. Or I'm too jaded. <laughs> Yeah, you're too to pessimistic like, you're maybe too this is funny. why you need to go to a medium then okay so maybe it might be him he might be joking around with you when you go this is why you should go to a medium i'm still too terrified still way too terrified because knowing me i go there hand. expecting to get through to him and then someone else will come through and be like hey bitch you weren't expecting me were you i'll be well, like no i wasn't i'm leaving we'll go with you and we'll experience you'll go it. with me eh? yeah i will yeah that was why wouldn't i we'll all go yeah Wait. it should be like a trip a trip we're going to the medium <laughs> pack the car <laughs> we're going on a trip <laughs> i think we should do it i really think we should do it you know a medium's gonna listen to this and be like might, might i join might i come on to your show yeah I, I think i could do it i think so too yeah well, i don't know why i have to have a british medium but anyway it could be anything you want whatever you want it could mm. be whatever you know hey you want that to come from quebec huh this is better huh you like this one huh you that's a quebec one. this one is quebecois yeah wait wait what was? Wait, that's how they say wait. Sounds like a duck quack. Wait. Oh my god, I have to show you guys this video of like how Polish people, um, how we grew up, what dog sounds like or what like ducks sound like. It is the most like. What does a dog sound like in Poland to a little kid? Arf arf. <laughs> arf arf. Arf arf. I think actually that's, that's more is. accurate than rough. rough. I think Who's the idiot uh, who came up with rough? My dog doesn't say rough. Did your dog say rough? Arf arf, right? My dog's not trying to say the word, the letter R, or maybe he kind of does sometimes. 
know what? Do you know what duck? You know what duck is? What? Hold on, I'm I'm in the spot. I shouldn't. I'll just send you guys the video. No, 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 no. You gotta do it now. You're this deep. The listeners want to know. I want to know. We put it in the description. No, we're not putting in the description. Do it now. No, I'm like I can't because I'm not gonna properly do it. Do it wrong. Do it wrong. Out of your comfort zone. I know. You can't lecture people in the last episode about getting out of your comfort zone and then here you are out of your comfort zone. No, it's just that because I know that I won't. Okay, hold on. Do it. Do it wrong. Who cares? Just do it. Give it a shot. Fuck. Fuck. That's what it is. I'll send you guys a video to show you. That's what it um, is. But I'm, I'm going to count that as two of Natalie's daily fucks. <laughs> Please, uh, if you're your listening list. to this and you are taking shots, don't count that. No, take those shots. No, don't. Do not. Do back, not. Back, back. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah. That's funny. Any other animals you want to give us from Poland? Um, what does a cat do? I don't know. I, that I have to look. What about cow? Yeah. Cow? Um, cow? Um, I don't know. I would have to look into it. Mm. I thought that was you for a second making that noise before. Luna, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk? We're talking about animals. Do you want to talk? <laughs> yeah? No, she's going to bark in a second. But yeah. <laughs> oh, you do! You do! You do! Should you want to say something? Yeah, should we? She's going to sniff the microphone and everybody's going to be like, I can hear her sniffing. Do you want to say something to, her, to Luna? Luna, tell me a story. <laughs> tell me a story. <laughs> there it is. There we go. You got everything? Okay, I'm going to put you down. Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. All right. All right. I think it's time for some talking points. You have a sub-series coming up. Yes, I do. Tell me about it. I'm really excited about it. I'm still thinking about how I want to go with it, but I just know that I have so much in my heart, and for those who don't know me personally, I'm very into personal development for so many different reasons. I have so many phenomenal people in my life that are to me very fascinating that I want to bring onto the show because I feel like what they have to share their learnings their knowledge can inspire somebody um what no no I'm just queuing up Alex oh gotcha 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 okay okay um there will be some meditations I'll be working on there will be who knows I'm still going to think about it not think about it but just still plan it but it it will be more on a wellness you don't have a name for it yet I don't. Do you have like ideas for a name? You should do a You know poll. what the, so you know what the one word, I think it's because I was thinking about this for my yoga. The word poetry is stuck in my head and I want to somehow add that into the title. When I wanted to, when I was thinking about like what I want to do with my own business for yoga, the word body poetry came to my head because it's going to be more like dancing and it, not dancing, but it's going to be more fluid types of movements, more of feminine energy, that sort of stuff. Like, arts right in in yoga but it's taken so i can't but do it taken. but it's taken so i still need to marinate on it basically and mm. think about it a little bit more but there will be a meditation coming up soon it's about letting go i'm really nice. really i really like it and i hope that it helps other people too sounds very good so that That's, is the gist of it we're definitely very excited over here uh, at everything and anything about that because we talk about all the time, the three of us, how wide open the door is for us to do all these different kinds of things and these sub-series that can kind of, you know, pique our interests and relate to a wide variety of people. So I'm excited yeah. for you. I'm excited to see what you put out there. Thank you. But uh, also, Alex, uh, we have TOT coming up. Think on that. What's coming up this week? Let us know. Well, tomorrow we got uh, our buddy coming on. We're going to be going over the Super Bowl. 
It's this weekend. We got the Eagles and the Chiefs playing. It's going to be a good one. So we'll see. We'll talk about the game. We're going to talk about some picks, what we think is going to happen, the halftime show. You know, I'm so excited for the halftime show. I went to Rihanna's is. concert and she's amazing. I know. I know. I know. She's a mom now, Alex. You can't say those three things. Until next time. Take care.